Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Welcome, everybody, to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your guest host today, Karen Buck. And today we are discussing keeping our kids safe when home alone. So do you know, are your kids safe at home alone? Have your kids learned skills to stay safe in an emergency when alone? And can your kids demonstrate the to save lives when home alone? Let me tell you a little bit about my childhood history and the one moment in time that could have been a disaster. I was nine years old. I was at home with my sister who was six, my brother who was three, and our little miniature poodle who was about six or so months. Our father was working late as usual, as that happens, and our mother was upstairs. And she was going to prepare supper, so she yelled down. We were sitting in the basement. It's all finished, beautiful basement watching TV, kind of like a kid's lounge. And we had our playroom down there, and we had all our toys and old clothing for dress-up and play school and the whole thing. And there was another room that was a laundry room. So those doors were closed because we were watching TV, playing with the dog, playing with our toys. So she yelled down. She said, hey, guys, do you want McDonald's for supper tonight? Because let me tell you, that was a rare treat to have fast food, McDonald's or pizza or Burger King. I don't even know if Wendy's was operational back in the day. This is going back a few years now. So we said, yeah, that'd be great. We lived about 10 minute drive, if that, like maybe seven, eight minutes from McDonald's. So you go up, you order, you might 10, 15 minutes and you're back home. So within 30 minutes, you're out the door to McDonald's and boom. She says to me, Karen, I will be back in about 20 minutes. Watch your sister and brother and the dog. I'm going to lock the door. Stay right here. I'll be right back. I said, okay, mom. The door shut. She, I heard the car start. I heard it pull out the laneway. We went back to watching TV. And then I heard it. Smash. It came from the laundry room behind me. Door was shut that way. My sister and brother didn't hear it. Dog really didn't hear it. Just a puppy. So I thought, oh boy, I better go look. I'm nine years old. I am legally allowed to be home alone. Back then, there's no real rules. So... I'm home with my sister. I open up the laundry room. I look up to the left where the window is. It's smashed. I look to the right where the freezer is. There's a big rock on the freezer. And then I feel it. Something's wrong. Somebody's in the room. So I back. I shut the door. I had the dog in my arms, by the way. I went over to my sister said, come with me. I took her by the hand, grabbed my little brother. I said, come with me. I said, someone's in the house. I want you to be very quiet and follow me. So I opened up the toy room door, which was the next room. And I said, I want you all to come with me. And we hid behind the dresser. Me, holding the dog's snout so he could breathe but not talk. Bark. Sorry, talk. Bark. My sister behind me, our brother behind her. In that order behind each other, behind a dresser in our toy room. I left the door the way open because I remember thinking if I leave the door open, might not come in and look. He won't turn the light on. He won't find us. So we waited. I didn't hear anything else. I thought maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was. I said, all right, we're going to go upstairs. We stood up and then I heard it. Karen. Where are you, Karen? Now know when people say the chills went right up and down my spine. At nine years old, I knew what that was. And I knew the voice. And I knew if he found me, what he was going to do to me. He was my friend's older brother. Bad guy. In another jail, in another juvie, quit school. If you could smoke it, toke it, drink it, whatever, he did it. He was a bad seed. So I thought, stay, stay where you are. Get back down, I said. 
And then I heard him go up the stairs, calling my name, Karen. Then he started throwing stuff all over the landing by the side door. He went in the kitchen. I heard the drawer open where the cutlery is. And then I heard him going through the knives, walking around the house, calling my name. Karen, come on out. I won't hurt you. We never moved. Grabbed the dog because I figured if I left the dog, he'd stand there and bark and give us away. So I off to make sure we were all safe. Then I heard him go in my brother's room. Then I heard him smash the piggy bank and the coins all fall out and he was gathering them up. Then I heard the front door open. Hey guys, I'm back. We never moved, never said a word. Where are you? Come on out. Come on. No plan. Seat. Never moved. None of us. Never let go of the dog. And then she came up of the stairs. Guys, it's mom. Where are you? And I heard it in the voice. Mom's worst fear. Where are my kids going on? Not even the dog's coming. All of a sudden, my sister and brother go running up the stairs yelling. I let the dog go. I was frozen. Good move. It was okay now. Mom was home, but I was frozen. Someone's in the house, some house. She said, oh, there is not, there is not. And I came up the stairs. Where's your sister? Where's your sister? I come up the stairs. I said, so-and-so's in the house. Because I knew who it was. No. I said, yeah, he's in our little brother's room. And he has a knife. I heard it. She started to walk towards the room. And then she heard a noise. So she backed. And in this day, you had the phone on the wall with the cord, okay? So cell phones, forget it. He picked up the phone, called the police. He walked out. I'm here. I'm in the house. Police came. He said he was being chased around the house. And the side door was unlocked, so he came in the side door. Which, by the way, had never been used much and was pretty sealed shut. And, of course, where he did come in, uh, uh, you could see. But he said he didn't. Blah, blah, blah. Lied about the whole footprints around the house were his. What would he have done if he'd have gotten a hold of us? Would he have done to my dog, my little three-year-old brother, my six-year-old sister? I'm nine. His two brothers I went to school with were 10 and 11. He was about 14. What could I have done? So you see, I think at an early age, I was pretty common in emergencies, hence the healthcare field, <laughs> the background in healthcare the background um, that I have in education. So I think I was always geared things that emergencies can run around because I always stay calm. That's just one incident. There have been many. There were a couple before that. But this is a huge one. You have instincts or you don't. You have common sense or you don't. And guess what? All the education in the world, degrees, diplomas, that doesn't teach you that. Common sense does. And so courses that your children can take. And there are courses out there that can teach every child to survive in an emergency situation. And believe you me when I tell you, that was an emergency situation. He may have killed me. He may have beat. He may have raped me. He might have done all of that. He did nothing because he never came by. He never saw us. So you see, would your child know what to do in a situation like that? This is before cell phones. Nobody had house alarms. Windows are easily, you think you're safe in your home? You're not safe in your home. I have three dogs. I feel pretty safe. And I will have more. I'm a dog lover. I rescue dogs. But I can imagine just living alone, even today, and thinking maybe one dog. I got to have three because you're going to be crazy to get in my house. Maybe that stems from that. But it taught me a lot. It taught me that I am good in a situation. It taught me that I can think very clearly when I am scared. It also taught me that once somebody with more responsibility comes along, I'm okay to break down, but I have to get through it. And if you don't have the skills to get through it, as I'm sitting here today talking to you, I might not have been. I might have been dead that very night. And I can tell you that that is in my mind as if it happened the other day. will never go away. It was one of the most scariest things I've ever experienced personally in a situation. It was the first time that my mother ever left us for any length of time alone. There was no reason for this to happen. <laughs> and you think, how could it? 
that SOB was house. There is no doubt about it. Or he came across it fluke. Wow, I can go in and rob them. She'd been known to do. But he'd also beat up people, hurt girls, went after girls. Maybe I was cute. I don't know. Obviously a pervert or something like that. But the chances, well, unbelievable that this would happen. So, yes, the police came, really didn't listen to us too much, listened more to him. But uh, And if charges were pressed, he'd have gone to jail. Parents don't tend to want to do that to kids. So, But eventually, after a few more issues of other people, he did end up in jail. And, I mean, obviously, over the years, I've lost track. Who knows where he is? But I'm going to assume he's in a jail somewhere. And if he listens to this radio show, he'll know it's him. But the fact is, we were safe. I was able to keep me safe my dog safe, my sister and brother safe and alive. And that's all that mattered. If you don't, if your kids don't have those skills, you don't think they have those skills and people don't, you need to learn them. There are things that we can do to keep our kids safe. The cost associated of our children not being safe at home alone or while babysitting others can be astronomical. Death, injury, disease, burns, burning the house down, parties for when they get older and any cost afterward and god the worst one is death well maybe maybe living with what somebody does to you god only knows peter smashed my head on the floor broke my neck i could have been a quadriplegic i could have had brain disease. he could have done so much damage not just the physical one that he might have done so we need to keep our kids safe and we have our kids learn those skills as a person myself that teaches red cross babysitting courses Stay safe courses, adult or child CPR courses. They teach you how to be safe. So if you live around me, look me up, caseytrainingplus.ca, sign up for a course, or I'll custom for you. But we need to keep our kids safe, and the cost of those courses is nothing compared to what could have happened or what could or would or will happen if your children don't have the skills to stay safe, to stay calm, and to act. I didn't react, I acted, and that's what kept safe. Because my mom did ask, why'd you take the dog? I said, because he would have stood there and murked. And he was so little, maybe 10 pounds, 8 pounds, he'd have killed him. We'd have cried. He'd have hurt them. He'd have hurt me. What could we have done? So I said, I just thought it was best to take the dog so he didn't bark. Who would think of that, right? So these kinds of things you get taught in courses, whether whatever course it is, so that you don't end up with worse emergencies. I mean, and let's think of the movie Home Alone. <laughs> I mean, as fun as Kevin McAllister, I think his name was, we certainly don't want that to go on at the home. And as it's a con, very funny, ha-ha. But I did have people, uh, someone break in the house. And they come after you. God forbid that's been two adults. I don't know if my mother could have got home in time. And I don't know if she would have actually been able to overpower two men. Right? So um, you're growing up fast. They're getting smarter. They are more responsible. They want more independence. And it might be time to let them stay home on their own. But you might think, oh, my God, wait, Home Alone, was that an adult? And again, we think of Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin in the movie Home Alone and all the sequels. Oh, my God, what can go wrong? And it can. A lot can go wrong with, a, with supervision. But if done correctly, this mile marker can give you and your so much needed freedom and feelings of accomplishment, and it goes a long way establishing the trust in your relationship. So independence is a big step, and it should be recognized as a milestone. And our job, parents, is to make our children completely independent people. So uh, we're going to end there, go for our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some things about how to keep our kids safe. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with your guest host Cook today on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook-Noble. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? 
Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. All right. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am Karen Cook, your guest host on the show today discussing keeping our kids safe when home alone. So there really isn't a legal age and there's no criminal offense. Your kid's alone at a certain age or babysit at a certain age. Kids do develop emotionally, psychologically at different rates. So uh, we kind of look at each child as a case. I'm certainly not going to leave my five, six, seven or even eight-year-old home alone. But sometimes when you get up to being eight, depending on the maturity of the child, eight, nine, ten, you might start to leave your kids home alone for a little bit. I'm not saying, hey, we're going eight, sweetheart, have a good time, but you might run to the corner store. But I know, I tell you this story, you go, I'm never leaving my kids alone again. Uh, this was at night, it was dark, it was winter. So, uh, you know, it was already dark, like it is right now, even dark, you know, half an hour or more or so. But um, if you're, you're running out for across the street, you're going to the neighbors, or you might even go out and cut your grass and you leave your kid in the house alone. And that really gives them a little bit of independence. So, And then you can work your way up to leaving more so often, right, so to do things. So there isn't an age per se, no matter in the U.S. or Canada. So after doing some research, I thought, well, there's no laws, no nothing, really. And even the Child and Family Services Act doesn't actually specify ages when youngsters be left alone. It does say that children 10 years old uh, can, of course, watch themselves. But at that point, you really shouldn't be babysitting yet. But no laws across Canada or the U.S. or even the Canada Safety Council that do say there's an age, but they seem to tend to think maybe 10 or so when we can start to, to leave them alone. And then uh, around 12, they can start to babysit. But again, it's an individual case. I was nine. And obviously, even without safe course, home alone course, child CPR, uh, 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 babysitting course, I did okay. I kept us safe, I kept us alive, and nothing happened to us. Okay, so I, I guess I'm unique. I was a little mature at that time when it came to this. Uh, so we can learn these skills in courses as well. But so when you're, you're deciding, should I leave my kids alone? Should I do this? Should I do that? Um, look at them individually. Don't go, well, your sister at this age could do it. We're not the same. And we don't want to be compared that way because then it makes us feel like we can't do things. And we're all individuals and we're all going to get there, maybe not at the same time. So there's a lot of things that we can do as parents, caregivers, aunts, uncles to keep our kids safe when they're home alone. So uh, we want our kids to be safe. That's why there's rules. Rules are sit down with them, talk with them, write a list together. So we all have something to refer to, right? And the rules concur everything. Who can come over if they can, if you can open the door, if you can go outside, whether you can take phone calls, how to answer phone calls, when to turn on, open windows, lock doors, do alarm systems. I mean, we have a lot of technology today. We can put alarm systems in our house, camera systems in our house. So it's a lot better than it was when I was a kid. I mean, you barely lock the doors. Who would break in? Yeah, okay. I guess I'm living proof that it happens. So keep your doors locked. It does minimize if things are locked. If you've got a window open, some little snot-nosed 14-year-old might come in your house, right? So just don't walk in without permission unless you're inviting them in. And if you're not, you want your kids to be safe. If there's an alarm, make sure your kids know how to use it, 
having an alarm on your house doesn't help if the kids don't know, they don't know how to use it. And for God's sakes, you don't want them giving it out, right? So we want to talk kids. Avoid opening doors to people you don't know. Hi, I'm here to deliver a package. They can leave it. And if not, I might have made arrangements as a parent to the neighbor to get it. And you know, so what? Leave the card. I'll come get it at the mailbox. So, and we certainly tell our kids, don't ever tell anybody you're home alone. Don't tell them you're babysitting. Don't tell them by yourself. You're with your siblings. You're with your relatives. Don't tell them when your parents are going to be home. Social media, internet, we don't post that. Predators are everywhere. I know we'd like to think we live in a beautiful bubble. And you know, 90% of the time, you do. Disaster shouldn't happen all the time. And even if you live in a bad area, right, and not so nice, an up-and-coming area, I've lived there. Well, that's where the break-in happened. <laughs> so, yes, I am in a safer area. I'm out in the boo now. But again, what if somebody thought, hey, that house looks good? Come to my door. Actually, don't. Because dogs get excited, I will apologize because you're going to hear it and there's nothing I can do, right? So I got to close all the doors when I get on the radio because when I start talking, they get excited and then they just have a little nap. But that's my safety. Dogs are, and that's something too, we tell our kids. If you have a dog and you're leaving your kids home, now mine was a six-month poodle. I have big, sharp pace, 42 to 60 pounds, right? So big, big sounding dogs, but still three of them. So if you come to my house, and all by myself, I'm a child, you want to tell your kids, keep the dogs with you. Don't put them in a cage. Don't lock the room. Don't put them outside. Leave them with you because that dog will protect you. No matter the size or age, it will try. That is what an instinct is on an animal. If you have a cat, it's fine. Keep it with you. It makes you safe. I don't know how, don't know how much good your gerbil or hamster will do to protect you, but some animals calm us down. We get scared. Houses settle. They make noises. We get scared. I always look at the dogs, always have had a dog ever since, by the way. Uh, and uh, I think if the dog doesn't move, I'm just being silly. And it works, right? Here the dog would notice, right? So there's a lot of things that we can talk to our kids. Talking on the phone, still don't want to say no one's here. Have you ever had it where you pick up the phone and you smile and someone's already there? So your kid could pick up the phone. Someone say, is your mom there? Can I talk to Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so? What does your child say? No, that's what I say as an adult. No, <laughs> stuck with me, right? They can't come to the phone right now. They're unavailable. Can I take a message? Can I call back? Can you call back? You don't tell anybody that you're home alone, that you're babysitting, because you don't know if it's a legitimate call. Nine times out of ten, it will be. That's just life. But there's always that one. You know what I'm talking about? There's always that bad scene. So we want to teach our kids how to answer the phone, how to talk to people on the phone, what to say for messages. If someone comes to the door, do they answer it? What do they say? Do they open it? Do they leave it? Do they walk away? Listen, I've had telemarketers at the door, whatever. I just get past it. They see me. They're knocking. Hello. I'm not coming to the door. Go away. Five minutes to listen to you sell me a vacuum. So we want to teach our kids stuff. There's also dangers in the house. So we want to teach our kids dangers are in the house and what to stay away from them. What if they want to cook? Can they use the stove? Can they use the microwave? Can they use the electric can opener? Can they use a knife? Can they use toaster? I burnt the toast the other day. Smelled awesome in my house all day. Smoke, everything else, scared the crap out of the dogs. I'm like, ah, crap. Right? Uh, it wasn't done. Put it back down. Forgot about it. Five minutes later, I got black toast and smoke everywhere. So it happens. What if you walked away, played a video game, the thing caught fire? Right? What if I had to get the toast out and they used the knife? Well, it was plugged into the wall. So things we want to teach our kids what you can use, what you can't use. What about matches? What about lighters? God forbid, what if you have it in the house? Where do you keep it? How do you keep it? Do they know where it is? I hope not. Chemicals. Can they clean? Is chemical in your house bleach? I have bleach. I use it for certain things. Shouldn't touch it. Cleaning supplies, Windex. Oh, how can that hurt anybody? Listen, the bathroom strands to your toilet for somebody's unpleasantries can be a disaster if not used correctly. So we need to teach our kids all this stuff, and courses will teach this stuff to them. So even a liquid can hurt them. Can they have a bath when you're not there? Can they have a shower? Can they use water? No, not a great idea. You can drown in a teaspoon of water. 
So we talk to our kids. We want to tell them what's safe. We want to talk to them about if something happens, what they can do, who to call, who to trust. You can play scenarios, walk through situations, leave them in a list of emergency numbers. What is the best emergency number you can call? 911. That's all the number you ever need to have. Because when it's an emergency, and that's what they think is an emergency, they can call 911. But I'll tell you, from teaching babysitting and stay safe courses, I'm surprised at how many kids who are 8 to 14, mostly the 8, 9, and 10s, don't know their home address or their home phone number or a mom and dad's cell number. I had a kid get sick in my classes, didn't think ahead of time. Now I know, hindsight. But she didn't know who to call. She didn't have any numbers. She didn't know who to talk to. I thought, oh, my God. Right? So now it's completely different the way I work it. So you need numbers handy. You think you know your address and number? Make sure they do. Make sure they know parents' name. Mom and dad is not their name. Make sure they know how to spell the name. You never know it's going to happen. And I have had quite a few kids, 8, 9, 10, that don't know that information. You can have your kids practice what to say during an emergency call. The 911 operators ask questions, but there's things they'll want to know. And if you don't know the nation I just said, they're not, they can't get to you. Now, it's a little different today, GPS on phones and stuff, addresses coming up with phone numbers. So, but it, it doesn't hurt to go through these practice calls. Run the emergencies. Because if something crazy happens, they might just want to panic. When the guy broke in our house, it would, most people would panic. I went calm, freakishly calm. And that's the thing. It is so important to stay calm. So in order to teach our kids to stay calm, we go over and over scenarios. You can do it while you're cooking dinner together, baking. Okay, so this happens. You're sitting home alone, blah, blah, blah. What do you do? How about somebody breaks in a window? You're sitting there. What do you do? I don't know if going in the room was a great idea, but I did back out. He never saw the back couldn't grab me, so at least I, saw, I had eyes near him. But yeah, so kids had to run through that. What if the toilet overflows? What if the smoke alarm goes off? What if something catches fire in the tin? What if the carbon dioxide alarm goes off? What if someone, what if a, there's a fire and an exit is blocked? Can your kids get out of the house in a different way? Do you have a fire escape route? We talk about this in our stay safe and our babysitting courses best way to get out of the house have a main route have an alternative escape plan help your children learn the basics of first aid if your kid gets a boo-boo absolutely panic or they're relatively calm that tells you a lot because if we're having a fruit we may not be ready to be on our own and there's nothing wrong with that they're just not ready if they get burnt or cut or they fall they get boo-boos they get bruises they bang their head can they handle it when you're not there? Or would they just lay on the floor wish, wishing mom was here, crying when it's there? Could they call you logically? So we want to teach our kids all this stuff. So when it does happen, and believe you me, there's so many more scenarios. Fall go boom. Can they do things? Can they take care of it? Can they remain calm? So this is the stuff we talk with about our kids, but taking courses also helps them and then they participate with other kids their age and I'm telling you these kids come up with scenarios that amaze me so helping our kids stay safe at home absolutely awesome so let's go on our second break and when we come back we'll talk about recognizing some of the troubles that can happen some warning signs and maybe not checking out some things that go bump in the night okay you are listening to the inspired choices network this is financially speaking with Karen we will be right back Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speaking. This is Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we are keeping kids safe while home alone or babysitting. Uh, so as a Red Cross instructor teaches babysitting classes, stay safe, child CPR, adult CPR, along with many other uh, classes as well, but to be the big ones, um, there's nothing wrong with taking a course. They're not that costly. Kids learn a lot of skills. Um, they're around people their own age. They, they're, they're great at brainstorming, coming up with scenarios. And, you know, I always learn, too, because I, I always think there's something that I can learn by listening to them. Because as we grow up, we get mature, so we may forget. So I always go back to my story because I remember what I was like at nine years old. So um, uh, it's, it's a good thing that we go as parents or guardians or relatives, uh, you know, uh, adult relatives, to go over scenarios and talk about disasters. So there's trouble. We talked about a lot of trouble that can come up as it is. So uh, a broken window, broken door. Best way, get out of the house. Unless you can't. Then you got to find a hiding spot and hope the heck he doesn't find you. Getting out of the house, calling 911 is great. I couldn't do that. The phone was upstairs. No cell phones. <laughs> it's uh, a plug to the wall. I know. Some of you listening out younger go, what are you talking about? It was okay. It wasn't a three. It was a push one. But it was a cord, so it wasn't coming down the stairs. But uh, so the phone wasn't an option. Getting out of the house, I don't know, couldn't do it. Um, strange noises, did you check them out? Should you go into rooms? Is it a noise? Is it a crack? Is it settling? I remember being alone after that, a couple of years after that now, and hearing noises of the house sitting out on the deck playing, thinking, oh, dear God, is someone in the house? How can that be? Doors are all locked. We had moved by this point into a beautiful neighborhood. but And we were quite a bit older at this point. I was probably, um, well, grade grade 7. So how old are you in grade 12-ish? So we were outside playing with our stuff and hearing the cracking of the noise. But the dog was there. He wasn't too upset. And I thought, okay, fine. And the door was locked with the exception of the sliding door. So paying attention to warning signs is important. Our smoke detectors, our carbon monoxides, what do we do if they go off? We have to let our kids know that 911 is their best friend if they think it's an emergency. If not, over your phone number with your kids constantly, make it a game. Find a way to remember the number. Remember, go over the number, 555-555-5555. Make sure they know mom and dad's number. So some tips that we can tell our kids uh, that we've gone through, but let's sum it up. If you have a pet, specifically a dog, keep them with you. They can help you safe. If you're home alone and you're scared something may happen, call your parents. If you don't know your parents' number, but your parents need to leave you home alone, consider writing it down on a piece of paper. We want the kids to keep the numbers around. We should be putting them on the fridge or by the phone. Now I know cell phones, portable phones. Put it on the fridge. Fridge is a good central location for all important stuff. We pass it and are in it all the time. Tell our kids, lock the doors and windows so you feel safe. Turn on the lights. It makes them comfortable. Tell them to have a phone near them at all times. It'll help them if they fear an emergency. And tell them, never keep something on an outlet when you go to bed. Right? might catch on fire. And the smoke will make them sleep. They're going to go to sleep. They're going to choke. And God forbid the worst scenario happens. Keep away from electrical outlets and frayed cords and wires and should they be plugging stuff in. If they're scared when they're alone and there's nothing wrong, they can learn to distract themselves, play a video game, watch your favorite movie. Just want to be careful not to cut out the sound with headphones, just in case. Um, so if they get into stuff like that, it really is an emergency. They can either call them, their parents, the guardian, 911. But can they make decisions between I heard outside that's not here and oh my God, someone's in the house. So can the child emergency and a non-emergency? 
and these courses help too. So again, anywhere near St. Thomas, London area in Ontario, Canada, I'm here for you. I'll help get your children ready to stay home alone and to babysit. And I am at caseytrainingplus.ca. You can read bio, read all about our courses. The descriptions are there. So you make the right decision too because, again, these things cost money. They do benefit your children, but you want to make sure that your child's ready for the course, right? And they're all safe. Even the child CPR, fantastic because guess what? A lot of kids are saving adults these days. A lot of kids are with their grandparents. As we age, things happen. Kids are relatively healthy. That's the nature of things. And the kids are calling 911. The kids are starting CPR. So let's get them trained so they're safe. Almost 20,000 children die each year as a result of an accident in the home. 20,000. More than 3.5 million children go to the emergency department each year regarding a home injury, a fall, a burn, a poisoning, a choking. So there are practical tips, safety tips that we can ensure kids, when left home alone or babysitting, are going to be safe. We can ensure their security, create happy time at home when we're away. These courts do it. Running scenarios with them does it. Watching programs on it. There's a lot of programs where you can watch. I mean, with the Android boxes, you can pick anything you want. You can purchase them. You can read books staying home alone. And we can educate our kids through minimal cost because I'll tell you something. That's nothing. To pay $65 to put your child in a course to learn to stay safe is a lot better, just may I add, God forbid the worst thing happened, lost your child, what's a funeral worth? Let's just talk money, well, because if we put emotion in it, we won't be able to talk, we'll be all upset. Ten, twenty thousand, and then what do you have? Your whole life's over, right? Life's on, you got to pick it up, that's a terrible thing. So let's get our kids treated safe. Let's get them educated. Let's get them trained. So home injuries are the leading cause of children age 15 or younger, especially when it's alone. Um, However, most of the injuries are preventable if we pay it. We train, we educate, and we help our children learn how to be safe. So there's eight steps I've put together that really are a great safety rules that we can help our children when home alone. So first one, make sure our kids are ready to stay home alone. Staying home alone mainly depend on age and maturity. So we want to make sure that we know if our children know those safe practices and can self-supervise before we're away, like stepping out for a few minutes just to do something. Okay. Second one, install home security cameras. If home, A lot of kids are home alone from school for an hour or so till the parents get home. We went through that sometimes. Right, so we have to learn how to be safe. Where's the key kept? Do you tell your friends? Do you have your friends in? What are you allowed to do at home? What snacks are you allowed to use? Can you use the microwave? Can you use the stove, right? Um, So you have to be careful. And you can go anywhere, and I just see a comment on Best Buy in a chat room. So go to Best Buy, good spot to buy them. Any security place, uh, maybe your Walmarts, big stores, your Costco's, you can buy security cameras, you can buy home security systems, and you can get these alarm systems for your home. Make sure your kids know how to use this stuff too. And when you're away, if you've got security cameras, you can link them up now to all of our electronics. So you can kind of have a sneak peek on what's going on. Third one, set up a smart automation system. Uh, The nature of a child's mind is that they are forgetful. They might forget to shut the door. They might forget to lock the door. They might forget to shut a window. They might forget they're not allowed to friend in. There's a reason we say that, not just to be meanies. So things are easily remedied with smart home automation systems. So when your child leaves the home alone, it can tell you that it's locked the door, it makes a certain noise, or it says the alarm's on, right? Or it makes a beeping noise. And make sure they know the code and how to use it and not to give it out. Fourth one, prepare a child home safety checklist. So when you go out, they're left alone. They need to know the rules acceptable. What are they allowed to do on their own? Are they allowed to jump on the bed and swing from the fans and hang the chandelier? I know, great song, not a great thing to do. So the checklist can include important numbers, parents, family cell phone numbers, 911, trusted neighbors, bandages, certain things in first aid kits or a first aid box or a drawer. 
Let them know where it is, how to use it. Really, not slamming drawers. You break a finger nut. Install safety covers on unused electrical outlets. I have dogs. All my electrical outlets are covered by those, by the way. They'll lick anything. <laughs> my one dog licks the front door. I have no idea why. I think he drools on it, likes it, and licks it. He'll lick an outfit. I know what's going to happen. So I make electrical outlets safe. And they're also safe for any kids that are coming over, too. A fifth one, keep knives and other dangerous items away from your children. Best way to store all, all your potential threats in maybe a certain room or drawer and lock it up. It could be goals, medications, paints, unsafe toys, knives, tools. A hammer can be dangerous. God forbid you have a gun. Lock up. Get it up. Out of sight. A gun is a dangerous thing in a child's hand. Sixth one, teach your kids safety factors and observation. Make sure your children are educated about safety. Practice, practice, practice. Run scenarios. Don't call 911, but make sure they know that instinctually. Don't be opening doors. Don't leaving the house with permission. Tell them about fire safety, first aid safety. Educate them with these courses. Okay. And what do you do if you smell smoke? Stay in the house, call 911, get out, right? 911. Seventh one, if your children's phone can be tracked. God forbid the worst things happen. You don't know where your kids are. You can find them exactly where they are with the tracker or GPS on the phone. But tell your kids not to tell anyone they're home alone through the phone or any other outlet through social media. You don't tell, kids don't tell anybody they're home alone, not even their friends, okay? Because you never know who's listening, who sees them, who follows them. And, of course, the last one, pay special attention to the Internet child safety. Talk to your kids. I know we've touched on it, but talk with your kids about safe housing, about safe computer use, not giving out personal information. Like, I don't know their name, address, phone number. Be cautious about social media and different sites. There are predators out there. People may not be who you think they are. And your child thinks they're talking to a young girl, and it could be 55-year-old pedophile looking for its next next victim. Trolls are on the Internet, right? So we want to make sure that our children are keeping safe and not inviting in any hazards that could hurt them, and they'd be doing that by mistake. So these, are a, these eight factors, just to start, are a good way to start to prepare our children so that they would be able to stay home alone. Okay, we're going to head into the last break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about gradually getting our children ready for this process of leaving them home alone. Okay, so you're listening to Financial Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back to Financially Speak. This is Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we are keeping our kids safe when home. So figuring out whether your child is ready to be home alone really is a gradual process. And it's individual for all your kids. So don't think if you've got four or five kids, they'll all be ready at eight, they'll all be ready at nine. Not necessarily. 
my story at the beginning when I was nine years old, left alone in the house, my six and three year old siblings, six month old dog. That's me. Could they have been that way at that age? Not my brother. Nope. My sister, most likely. She was like a mature little, she'd come out mature. But it was scary for her at six years old. I remember that. I remember her being upset. And at three, he wasn't quite sure what was going on. So I remember my little brother being a little bit more calm. But um, um, it, it's a process that we all go through. So don't compare each of your kids. Okay? Um, and uh, don't expect them all to be the same. So uh, it is individual. So there's a four-point checklist for parents that we can use when you're considering leaving your kids on their own. The first one is safe. If your child needed to leave the house for an emergency, would they be? Is there a friend or neighbor nearby who can offer help in an emergency? Anticipating a problem, having a solution, really does minimize the effect of the disaster. So have that in place. You go to so-and-so's right beside us uh, on one side or the other street. Now, if they're across the street, do they know the rules of the, rules of the road? Don't just run screaming. You'll get hit by a car. So they have to learn to look both ways, look twice, walk across the street. If the, Do they take the dog? Do they take their sibling, right? So we want to keep them safe. The second one is responsibility. As the children get older and have more responsibility, uh, can they watch younger siblings? Can they unpack groceries? Can they do laundry? So do they need holding for different things, right? If it's winter, do they know to put on the right stuff, put on their hats? Can they do day-to-day activities without reminders? Do your kids have chores? Can they do them? Do they remember them? Or are they forgetful? Will your child walk outside and get locked out of the house? Can't tell you how many times apparently I did that to my mother when I was a kid. She said she always got stuck out there in her nightgown. And I remember those nightgowns. They weren't exactly flannel. But anyways, is that going to happen? If kids aren't responsible with you around, they probably aren't ready to be responsible without you. But if they are, they might be ready. third one is cognitive readiness. Would your child keep a level head if things didn't go as planned? If your child slipped and fell, would they stay on the floor, wait for you to come home, or would they assess their injuries and if need, grab the phone and call you, call their neighbor, call 911. Are they able to, in moments of distress, resources available to them? Calling for help. When they get upset, do they get flustered or are they calm? When you tell your 10-year-old they can't get something in a store, do they run off upset, throw a tantrum, or accept it? It shows a cognitive maturity. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any reaction. It's about staying safe at home. They're not ready if they're not reacting a little more maturely. And, of course, the last one is emotional readiness. Will you spend an entire 40 minutes when you're gone in bed crying? <laughs> I hope not. Will they watch some agreed-upon television, or will they get something they're not supposed to? So we need to know that their children uh, will be safe. So we need to know our kids well enough to know that they can handle these situations. So if they're ready or not, talk to them. Ask if you think they're ready, do you want to try it? I'll go over to the neighbors and have a coffee for 15 minutes. Do you want to stay home alone, play a game, leave the door shut, I'll be right back. Right, you can progress. I'm going to go down the street and get you some ice cream in 20 minutes. I'll go to McDonald's, I'll be back in 25 minutes, right? So you start to know your kids and when you think they're comfortable and you discuss it and they talk about it, then you'll know that they're ready. Okay? You have to be able to trust your kids on the TV, on the Internet, on the cell phone, in person, on the phone, at the door, using the stove, whatever it is. And as kids get older, we give them more responsibility. But at the same time, at 16, I was driving. Hey, by 18, I was liking people at my house, partying. Can that happen? Any people at the house? posting it on social media, telling people you're having a party when your parents aren't home. You don't know who's coming. You don't know if the house will be safe. People can hide and take advantage of you later. So it's important that when our kids, no matter how old, because it's 17, you're still a child, they need to follow the rules because I get it. I probably broke a few of these. Okay, I know I did. But uh, I, I was never unsafe. And I was mature most of the time, but still in all, probably not doing a good thing having a house party at 18. 
So, and, but again, I guess I was an adult, so I digress. I'm talking about children. So set the ground rules so that we can start to build a trust relationship with our children. And the parents, and parents, we want them to respect, and they want to. We want to set agreements. Homework is another thing. Will they do it before they go out? Will they remember to shut the stove off? Will they remember to turn the water off? Will they remember to feed the dog, leave a light on dog? So we need to get together with our kids, talk to them, check on them, phone it in. Folks, we got to keep an eye on our kids. We have to agree with our kids exactly what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, when we're going to do it, and why. Right? Any devices that need to be charged, do they know how to do it? Right? Going over those. And giving our kids extra privileges, extra responsibility as they're aging. Right? And knowing why we do things the way that we do. So we can make a pact with our kids. And we want to keep it. So we make a pact for both sides, one for you as a parent or guardian, one for our children. So it's important to do what we say we're going to do in the same way that we expect our children to do what they say they're going to do. So if you're leaving for 10 of coffee to try this out, stay alone, just be 10 minutes. If not, haven't kept up your end of the bargain. This is a verbal contract. This is how we build trust. This is how we trust our kids. This is how our kids trust us. So if you're going to the store to get ice cream for 20 minutes, you should be back in 20 minutes. You know, when you go in a store, somebody wants to talk to you. I'm like, no, got to go. Might have the dogs in the car. I only got about two minutes for something in the window. So if you expect your child to be responsible, your child is expected to be responsible too. So talk with your kids. Let them have responsibility. Give them privileges as they show you responsible. Keep that contract going. Do what you say. Say what you do. And take the courses. Have a look and see what you can do. So I hope that we've learned a little bit about keeping our kids safe today. And I hope kids will grow into wonderful, responsible adults. And I know they will when we sit down and talk to them and let them know of a lot of things that could go wrong and how to fix it. So I wish you all the best and safest week. And please join us next Monday. And we will be discussing securing our financial future through education. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.